0: Tonight's podcast is sponsored by Courtney Long, Communicator with the Angels.
1: Inspiring you to illuminate your purpose and confidently connect with the angels so you can shine brightly, share your gifts, and shift the planet.
0: I, Cindy Muley will be teaching a color class here at Beyond Today. It will be on July 9th from 10 to 5. You have to be at least a Reiki 1 2 practitioner. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about colors, where they come from, some ancient history about them, uh, in, uh, incorporating them with energy work. That's why you have to be a Reiki two, 1 2 practitioner. You can reach us um, at Beyond Today, 11223 North 28th Drive, F, Suite F101 in Phoenix. And the phone number is 602 374 Call us today or tomorrow and and sign up for the class. There will be lots of fun and a lot of activity going on.
2: Welcome to be on today's podcast episode six I'm so excited to have everybody here tonight uh we're oh, we're having a great family time and that uh, I love doing these podcasts and that and I'm so happy oh my gosh you guys you guys have to understand how happy I am I'm ecstatic happily here because Courtney could get the night off to be with us again <laughs> how awesome is that Courtney long isn't that amazing I love it oh, and- thank you for having me Oh, absolutely, there, and we have the live crowd out there. Say hi, everybody! Hi, hi. <laughs> awesome guys. So, my name is Rod Lyman. Uh, I'm here at Beyond today, and that uh, is, I love this place. I love doing th- things we do here. Uh, to my left, I have the wonderful
0: Cindy Mewby. Hello,
2: <laughs> nice one. And at the end, there we have we have Mike Hegeman, and I'm happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you, Mike. <laughs> And we have the beautiful, sensational, angel whisperer herself, Courtney Long.
1: <laughs> I'm so happy to be here.
2: Thank you. I'm so happy you're here, too, dear. That was awesome. We're glad glad to have you coming back. What Do you guys know what we're talking about tonight? I think I have a clue, Rod. But
3: you, <laughs> but you go ahead and tell us.
2: <laughs> I think it was the guy with this candlestick in the library. Oh, that's a clue, right? Well, never mind. So we're going to be talking about sacred contracts tonight. How exciting is that, sacred contracts? Mike kind of wanted to give a little intro to what a sacred
3: contract is, so here's Mike with the sacred contract intro. I kind of intuited that there would be a question about what are sacred contracts. So What are sacred contracts? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Rod. So uh, my understanding of sacred contracts, and there are many people out there who write on them, uh, write about that topic. Um, one would be Carolyn Mace. Uh, She's written books on sacred contracts. And from what I understand, then, is that um, to understand how, let's see, getting there first, before we start uh, talking about sacred contracts, we have the sense of that we, we we live fully, you know, beyond this one lifetime. You know, the sense of, some people say, they think about reincarnation or multiple lifetimes, but in some sense, it's all one lifetime. You know, we're we're living. We you know, there's a, a vastness to our existence, and that we we kind of dip in for a little while, and it you know into into the physical. And before we dip in to the physical, uh, each time that we we set up uh, what kind of lessons that we're going to be learning in this is this next lifetime. We who we're going to encounter that will help us learn lessons. Who who will help us? I mean. You know that other person makes sacred contracts as well. So we, can, when we encounter somebody, uh, maybe if it's for a day or for a lifetime, uh, that we, that there's we've agreed beforehand to meet, to learn, to love, to grow. And sometimes, though, we, we actually we actually make a contract to be antagonistic towards each other. I mean, that's you know what we learn. You know, and sometimes with people, are like, why is this person in my life? That inf- this person is infuriating. And say, well, maybe we we agreed to be somewhat antagonistic for each other, so that we could grow through that experience. And so th- that understanding is that we we set up all of these agreements and commitments to learn, to grow, to love, to evolve, and to to shift for ourselves and for the planet. Um, you know, so that the planet can help to e- the planet can evolve as well. So. Uh, I think to have that understanding, you know, we have to sen- have a sense of that at some point in our existence. That w- when we're out of the physical, we're in pure consciousness. Along with, as Courtney was talking about last week, the an- the angelic beings are pure consciousness, pure love, pure light, and we we exist in that in that realm as well. That we make these con- we make these contracts, and then as we come into the physical, many people. Ta- I mean, many people have written about these topics. Say. That we choose to forget, you know, that in between lifetimes uh, period, and we ch- we we may not call to remembrance immediately the contracts that we've set up, the lessons we've agreed to learn, and so as we do that, uh, we can in this lifetime, uh, we, uh, as we choose to open our our eyes, our minds, our hearts, our beings, to bigger understanding, then we are um, we can choose to get in touch with what are my sacred contracts and another way to say that is what's my purpose in this lifetime um but it's beyond purpose it's about i may be a teacher for somebody i may be a student of somebody and i i may be you know i may be just for that one moment agree to encounter somebody to help us both to grow to release karma i mean there's many things that can be involved in this and so um and as we grow and change and we come to greater consciousness in this lifetime, maybe we can change that contract that we set up before. Uh, I was going to say that the reason we may call it sacred is we do it at a point when we're in pure consciousness and pure love. We're in, we're in the God place, you know, but however we want to say that. And so there's a sacredness to the, the commitments that we make. And so as we are in this physical lifetime, we can get in touch with what our sacred contracts are. And if we've evolved to a certain point, if you say, you know what, I'm, I found out that I agreed to learn through suffering in this lifetime, but, I'm at a point where I think I've learned those lessons. I want to move beyond that agreement. We can renegotiate it, and uh, it's a, it's like a great, I mean, cosmic chessboard is too, maybe too static an image about all the interconnection. That change when we change our contracts, there's a there's a, like a a ripple effect throughout the universe that says we can that we um, that we're rearranging everything. So getting deeper into the topic. it's right. a, just an introduction here, but just saying that it's a it's a wonderful topic to to explore. If only we say I understand my purpose better, and I could help me to be more present to my life and conscious of what's going on, that I actually I'm not a victim of circumstance. I actually agreed to show up to my life this way could you imagine like in a
2: world if we all believed in that our our spiritual contracts our sacred contracts that we're all angels we all play this role in our life as angels you know so let's say an ex or whatever else treated this that way we asked them to treat us this way we asked to learn this lesson we asked to be antagonized by people we asked to be treated the way we are so we learn a lesson and I, to me, what a beautiful world that would be if we all could sit around and think that everybody's in our life for a reason because of a contract that we set and it's like, all right, that was fun. Thank you very much. Have a good day. You know, bye, you know, next, you know, but I, my question is that I'm going to put out there is like, can we break these contracts with some people that we have if it gets too hard?
3: Well, we, you know, we've got a lot of perspective up here too. That's what thinking it, it, about that. Right. So absolutely. So, um, my first thought of it is about breaking the contract i don't and that's maybe in the, that image doesn't work necessarily for me to break it i, I like the idea of renegotiating a contract right absolutely and, and because it's about agreement and when we move to a place where we have more consciousness more information we do this in our daily lives with uh, the people that are around us we 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 make commitments and agreements and when we have more information or we've grown and changed we have the opportunity to renegotiate and that means that it's that there's some there may be more a better chance of mutuality in making changes to those kind of contracts, and so I said instead of breaking them, saying you know what, it's about time for a change, and what does that change feel like? Are we ready to let this go, and move on? Uh, oh, are we ready to change the contract in a way that's mutually beneficial? And sometimes when show, in our life when we show up with you know on the physical level, sometimes it feels like breakup. You right, know? absolutely. We can break up with friends, we can break up with lovers, we can break up with family. Um, but on, but on a deeper level, uh, when we're conscious about it, our souls are really seeking to do it in a way that's mutually beneficial for everybody.
1: My understanding and feeling around it is that contracts are there for a reason, and we can't break them or even renegotiate them until... The contract has been fulfilled until the lesson has been learned and that once the lesson has been learned between those two people or or between one person in a particular situation and then they feel that they're repeating a lesson. You you probably have maybe had this kind of experience or have a friend who says, why am I always dating the same guy? But they look like four or five different guys, but it's like the same story. You know, why am I doing this over and over? Those are the moments at which we can say, wait a minute. I don't have to be doing this. I, I don't have to be repeating the same lessons, you know. Gather the lessons, the soul growing and learning, and, and then renegotiate the contract. So it's, yeah, I would say yes, they can be changed once they're fulfilled.
2: The uh, contracts, to me, in that, have some very significant meanings, you know. And you're right; uh, once a contract has been fulfilled, in that, and that, it can be moved on, in that. But we also notice that. They keep playing the same role in every lifetime, don't they? Is that we bring the same people in in every lifetime to play the same role. Uh, What what do you guys think of that?
1: Well, I just actually worked with a client recently. I'm a certified hypnotherapist and we were doing a, I would say a past life regression hypnotherapy session. and, And this particular person feels that she's near the end of her marriage. She really is ready for a divorce from her husband And the session was really, she was wondering, well, why am I still holding on? You know, why am I still in this relationship if I really want a divorce? And and so in the state of hypnosis where she could really talk with her soul and with her subconscious, she explored what was this sacred contract. With the husband, and and you know, had gone into a past life where she was in servitude. It was a similar scenario. She was the wife, he was the husband, except she was very much bound to that relationship, and and um, you know, in a past time where where wives were property and were meant to be serving only the husband, and and so basically by looking at the scenario, and and she even looked at the contract. in in the state of, of hypnosis, she was able to see that she's actually fulfilled that contract. And whenever she's ready to on a free will level, she is able to, to, you know, take action toward that divorce. But it was interesting, you know, if you think about how these contracts go from lifetime to lifetime, some of us are still living out contracts that actually did work maybe centuries ago, but not now. You know, I see a lot of a lot of people who feel like their whole job is to serve their family, and they don't have a sense of self or their own interests or their own activities, but they want to, and it could be they're still working out some kind of contract from centuries ago that said basically that was their role within the family.
2: Wow, absolutely, and Mike, you had something to add to that too.
3: Well, I was was just thinking about you know my experience of uh, of Cindy, you know, here looking about thinking about. Uh, you know, I've only known you for less than two years, but seeing the way that you have evolved and changed, sometimes, it, what I, the reason I bring it up is that we can all go through a process of where we feel like we've li- we're living our lives out, maybe not totally consciously, and all of a sudden we take a leap of faith, you know, that says that, and boom, we and we jump all seemingly into a new way of being, a new reality, and and there are new people in our lives, and I've and I've really seen Cindy jump into. Like take leaps of faith, and and I think for me that's about saying, oh, I am I am now fulfilling, you know, you know, I've I've done my say I've done my contract up to this point, and now there's something new, or maybe that was always part of the contract, but I've really seen that in you and Cindy is that you as you've taken leaps of faith, and sometimes it seems like you're radically new and that. So what is what's your experience of your own leaps of faith? And I'll, and I'll, and I'll push you maybe to say, does that, does that resonate at all with that sense of your, your, your contract is, you know, I know you how are you living out your, your own sacred contract at the moment? Anyway, we'll go back to the first one. What has it been like for you to take these leaps of faith in the last few years? And, um, and how are you living now in this new, in the, in the new way of being?
0: Wow. Quite the question. <laughs> My, uh. Uh, one experience, as far as uh at the time i didn't realize it was an ending of a contract uh, I just kind of got up one day and knew that um things were done you know at home um something higher was speaking to me something um of a of of the divine source was guiding me, and I knew it, and I felt it um so I took that leap of faith to um to move on. I moved out and moved on, uh, which was okay. My children were older and, you know, I, I did, I fulfilled my motherly duties as far as that was concerned. So interestingly enough, I wasn't sure once I did made this leap of faith, like, Oh my gosh, you know, wow. Okay. This is like really cool, really fun, you know, freedom and all this and that. But at one point I questioned him, like, okay, what is this? Why did I do this? And I was, you know, I had gone to a couple of um, uh, evening um, talks, metaphysical talks, and I asked the question, I'm like, okay, what what happened, you know? I felt like I was in a little bit of a fog. And they said, you know what, your your contract was up, you know, that cycle of your life was over, and you are moving on, and you are stepping into these new shoes to fulfill for, um, what it is you need to do now. You're, you know, part of your, your life's purpose. And, and I actually got that. It made sense to me. And, um, and spirituality was definitely my path. And I needed to, again, take that leap of faith to be where I'm at today in my spirituality and, um, all the learn uh, things that I've learned, all the people I've met and, uh, the things that I'm starting to teach and share. It's just, it's an amazing, an amazing life that I have right now. And thanks to, you know, listening to my higher self in the universe saying, you know what, it's time.
2: Well, that's, that was beautiful. Thank you, Cindy, for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, it, that's, you know, when people share stories like that about contracts, then it's sacred, like Mike said. You know, this, it comes from the heart. This, everything that we have to do is on a personal, emotional level. And it, because it really does come from the heart. And It's amazing that we're able to express this and that. Um, I just have to throw this out there. You've only known Cindy two years. What?
3: <laughs> I think it's less than that. I mean, in, oh, really? I could say things like, "Well, in this lifetime, I've only known her two years." But, but there's an, an with, and that gets to an, another aspect of this: is that when we meet people, that we feel perhaps an immediate connection. Now, there could be with that that we've agreed in a sake, you know, on these in our sacred contracts and in In between lifetimes, to encounter people, and it doesn't always mean that we're going to experience the, that positively. you know sometimes people are coming we come agree to come into each other's lives as catalysts for growth, and it might be painful you know um and, and we've talked about you know what i 've hearing here is we 've talked about that part of the pain of of fulfilling a contract is saying we think oh we're in love with this person we 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 form a, a marriage contract or some other kind of relationship contract." and And as that's coming to it may come to an end before we think that no, uh, our culture says, no, we're supposed to do this until the you know the bitter end, and we end up being bitter yes. because we realize that it's <laughs> it's good. time to move on and we don't and we're not in touch with that the capacity to change those contracts and anyway, where was I going with that? Um, the, the thinking about how we you know, how we enter into these people come into our lives sometimes. Like I said, I keep using the word that antagonistically, That's it, there's a word for struggle in there. And out of the struggle co- comes growth. And I think grace plays a huge part in how we handle yeah, yes, the pain, the struggle, and to realize, you know what? I agreed to this. I'm not a victim. And doesn't mean I need to stay a victim in this lifetime. I'm empo- I can empower myself. And with the help of the angels and everybody else, because, oh, well, maybe we'll get Courtney to talk about how angels are involved with our, our sacred <laughs> contracts. There you go, yes. And um, anyway, that there's something really exciting. It, well, it can be difficult, the, the transitions in life that would help us to move forward. But I remember when I was very young, I was a teenager, and I had a spiritual counselor at that time, and she's still my spiritual counselor. I, I talked to her from time to time, and she's 90 years old this year. You know, oh, my it's, Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. and. She, she, I was sitting with her one day and she said, what's your purpose in this lifetime? And I'm like, I don't know. She says, well, you, she goes, I believe you do know. And she goes, it's because it's written within you, you know, mm-hmm. and she says, why don't you just get quiet and ask, what's your purpose? So I just got quiet and I asked, okay, took a nice deep breath and what's my purpose? And what I got was, um, it says you're to be a bridge builder in this lifetime, a bridge builder between people and peoples. Very clear message, it came through right that, right like that. You're to be a bridge builder between people and peoples. And how I fulfill that contract, So there's nothing very specific about that. That's a very broad, a broad contract, a purpose. But I find that all that I do, uh, teaching, music, uh, interacting with people, that it's all part of that, about building bridges. And later in life, I also got in touch with part of my contract for this lifetime was to resolve all the other lifetimes. Nice. Uh, it is pretty, so I brought into this lifetime a lot of fear, right, a lot of unresolved stuff, and I'm learning in this lifetime to let go that actually all those con- many of those contracts are actually over. I'm the one holding on to them, mm-hmm. and that's just saying, okay, let it go, move on, grow, change, love, it's all very beautiful, so um Rod, we come back to you, and then we'll come back to Courtney and talk about how right, she sees right, yeah. the angels involved in that. Yeah. Right,
2: just really quickly, one because I wanted to add to that is that you know uh, something that I found out myself is that when we let go of stuff, there's no time in space anymore because now the, what happens is is that you know I've known Courtney a lifetime. I've known, and I've told you this. It's like it feels like we've known each other since we were kids, or anything. And, you know, I've known Cindy forever. It's like everybody that's up here, I've known forever. But the thing was is that I've let go of the everything else that's in the past that is in between. Because it just makes one complete circuit now. And it's from the past to the present here. Because it doesn't matter anymore how long I've known you, how many years I've known each of you. It feels like, to me, forever. Because all the past lifetimes now start adding together and make one. So... Mm-hmm. Courtney, how do the angels, what do they have to do with this?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, we all have a team of angels. We all have guardian angels and there's beautiful archangels assisting us in our journeys. And as humans, like Mike said, we tend to forget our contracts until we have these moments of recognizing someone or someone feeling familiar and and realizing our contracts. We can become conscious of them. Yet, in really good news, our angels know everything every detail of our sacred contracts they know what our purpose is they know what our lessons are meant to be they know what you know, path we're meant to walk down and and, and it, it, they know who we're meant to be with connect with friendships romance all of these things and when you commune with your angels when you talk with them when you interact with them you ask them for guidance and then pay attention to the signs and pay attention to your intuition, open up your intuition so you can hear your angel's guidance, you will be on the right path of fulfilling these sacred contracts or knowing when you fulfilled them and you can let one go or renegotiate it, as Mike said. And and so it's just really, to me, really reassuring that as humans, we can't see it all, right? We've got kind of our human perspective, but... The angels and our our souls, our higher selves, all know all of these details. And when we connect with them, communicate with them, we're sure to walk the right path and and hopefully a smoother path. Cindy, do you have anything to
2: share with us about that?
0: Well, I just wanted to uh, tap in for a moment, the letting go. It's huge. Um, Letting... Letting go of anything or anyone or any place is, it can be difficult at times, but to know that once you've allowed that to happen and, and you've set yourself free, and when you feel that freedom within, you feel the peace within. And it's a very beautiful thing. Also, um, for myself personally, numerology wise, I'm a uh, nine life path, and that is actually one of my life's lessons. This lifetime is letting go. So maybe one time we can talk about numerology, but I just wanted to plug that in there. That's
3: great. So Courtney, earlier, I mean, before we started our evening program, we were talking you're discussing how do we want to approach this topic of sacred contracts. And you, you have a different set of terms that you use for sacred contracts. So tell us, I mean, you've already got us into this idea of how the angels know everything ab- about those contracts. But what what terminology do you use for sacred contracts?
1: Yeah, I would say the the most important sacred contract is our divine purpose blueprint. And what that is is a map, more or less, almost like an energetic etheric map of your divine life purpose, you know, what you're here to to experience on earth, who you're meant to help what your gifts are your gifts your passions and your talents and and how you're meant to express yourself and express your gifts in this life and one of my passions is helping people to illuminate their purpose and really and find out what are they here to do you know i see a lot of people who are working in jobs that are are not fulfilling to them and they feel like they have a calling they they're meant to be doing something more and this divine purpose blueprint really has all of the details of that that something more it's it's amazing
3: yeah so was when I was young, like I said, I tell you the story as a teenager, somebody who simply asked me to ask myself, you know say, tune in to this, and I feel really grateful that that information came through so clearly when I was younger, so how would you or I can ask this to anybody here, how would we how you know beyond that tell you I can tell you sit down, get quiet, take a breath, ask yourself, all right. That's a great, that's some good advice, but how, what else would you add to that to say, how do you help discover, I mean, how do you discover your own divine purpose and blueprint?
1: Mm -hmm. One question to ask yourself is, is what brings you joy? What brings you joy? A lot of people think that their purpose is different from... Their hobbies or different from the things that they love. And it comes from this old mentality that work has to be hard. You know, we've got to work hard to earn a good living. And actually, for many of us in this lifetime, our divine life purpose is meant to bring us so much joy. It's meant to feel like play and laughter and something we would do for free. We don't care if we get paid for it, but. In good news, we're meant to be paid for it so we can, you know, have, have a, make a good living and, and and continue to help other people. So the question to ask yourself is what what brings you joy? And if money weren't a part of the picture, if you had tons of money, you know, let's just say the universe just writes you a check for a trillion dollars or more money than you'll ever need, what would you do with your time? That question that is the trillion dollar question that will lead you to your purpose.
2: How much money was it, Courtney?
1: I, I say a trillion. A,
2: a, a trillion. <laughs> I'm I not
0: think paying off the debt here. A million's not <laughs> <Yeah>. enough.
2: <laughs> I think that'll cover my school loans and maybe. Okay. Anyway, uh, I love this, dear, because wh- I just wanted to create something in my life that I loved and I love doing. Uh, I, I was lucky to have a very beautiful grandfather who was a horse whisperer and everything else that, and to grow up around somebody that understood who I was and who, what I did. And, you know, he always had these little beautiful sayings like, you know, if you do something you love, you'll never work again another day in your life, you know. And, and he believed it. And he, that was his job is that he he was an engineer for a railroad, okay. He loved trains. I mean, that's – he did. And he didn't want to retire when they made him retire. Uh, and he played baseball, a professional baseball player at a younger age than that. And he didn't want to quit, give those up but he wanted to make sure that he instilled in his grandkids like myself that, that find something in your life that you love doing and you'll never have to work another day in life. And when I was instilled in that and believed in that, some of the jobs that I have had are just the most amazing jobs. And one of the favorite jobs is being come to Beyond Today. It's not a job to me. You know, I created Beyond Today as a community. There's, at, there's 22 practitioners here. I get to surround myself with people like-minded people every day. I get to talk about spirituality and beautiful things. I get people asking me questions. Then we break out in conversation. That's my day, you know. But yet I see clients, and that so because you do have to pay for this, you know. And so I love what I do, and so I don't have to work anymore. It's not my biggest thing, and something that you all have to understand is that you have to trust in the universe. When you're doing something you love and you're really good at what you do, and that the universe will provide for you. It will make it happen, and there's stories out here that I could actually. The people out here that I know, stories out here that people that have done that is that they went out there and this is what they're doing. That and the universe is providing for them. It will happen.
3: You know, Rod, when I heard Courtney use the word joy, I thought of you, Rod, because you use another word that talks about finding your purpose. Let's see if you could read my mind. Oh, the oh, moment, right. But, but what cookies? Words? No, not cookies. <laughs> Cake. Okay. Oh, darn. But discovering the how do you, you know, connecting with your divine purpose, you use what, I mean, you are blessed. But also you use the word passion. Passion, yeah, yes. Yeah, along with it. So, so along with joy, what I heard, what Courtney's saying that I related then to your topic, you know, but you bring up a lot is how do you discover what you're passionate about in life. So when I hear that when you, every time you talk, you are always talking about what you're most passionate about.
2: No, absolutely. Yeah. I talk with passion too, and that's the thing. It's like everybody that's up here has a passion about them, and I'm you know even though I, I talk about passion, I'm your guys' biggest cheerleaders too, and I'm behind you 100% of whatever you guys do because when you believe in something that you that you do, in that that's where I see the beauty in it because passion is beautiful. Somebody that has passion for what they do is the most beautiful person in the world, and I believe that. Because they show the joy, they show the light, and everything that comes through them. It's, it's the love. Uh, we did a, in just a really short story, we did an open heart ceremony Cindy and I did last Saturday, Sunday, actually. And um, Cindy gets done with, her, with it, and she turns to me. And this is her joy. This is her passion. This is where she's the happiest, is when she's doing, you know, helping people. She gets up after touching a, a client, and then and she smiles at me, and she completely turned white. And all of a sudden, I could just see the whole, only the essence of her. You know, she had this beautiful chiffon dress on and everything else. It just turned so beautiful in that because that was her passion and joy in that. It turned her to who she truly is and this beautiful goddess. Passion and joy brings that out of each person, and I'm, I get to see that. I, I'm so blessed that I get to see that beauty in that as they shine so brightly in that of a thousand suns. And I love watching that, and that's one of the reasons why I built this community is that to have those people around me that shine so brightly and it's so beautiful to watch.
3: Great. So you know we have we have our audience here, and we want to open up the opportunity for you to you know do the very process we've been talking about, as far as just asking the question, "What's my purpose?" Or if you have something more specific, saying, oh, "I've been, tr-. you know," in the last podcast we had, you know, somebody who who said. I've got golf, and I have my crystal healing work that right, I do. Or, and saying, I feel that my purpose is drawn to both of these things. And she just she she put it out there. She said, "I'm interested in knowing where to put my energy." And so, you know, she got some information for herself that really resonated, you know, that way. So we want to open it up and to say, let's explore this topic of sacred contracts and see what what people have to, you know, what 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 they want to know.
2: Absolutely. Anybody out there want to come up and ask a question Then, Uh What we're going to do is just have you come up and and, and ask a question. That, go ahead. Yes, sir. Come on up here, please. And then come sit next to the beautiful Courtney. How are you doing, sir? Good. How are you? Good. What is your name? My name's Dana. Thanks for having me. Um, my question is more on the practical side. Um, two years ago, I left a job. I felt the need to move on from that. I felt like the contract was up, so to speak, and uh, I was very glad that I did that. Uh, my question is, what would you say to people when they're in that fresh spot of just taking that leap? Um, one of the things I experienced was there was definitely a little bit of loneliness felt like I was out there at the same time. I was very glad I did it, but what would you say to people in that fresh space? I'm just going to jump in here really quickly. Uh, Dana, you said something that is something that everybody says when they first find their passion and joy, loneliness. And what it is, is that part of that, what, what you say when you say that is that because we're clearing out space because beautiful Joy and passion that takes up more space than negativity, and we're so used sometimes of carrying darkness around in us, and that not unsureness, fear, guilt, or whatever we carry in us. That as we find our joy and we find our passion, we start to feel lonely because we're missing something. And it's joyful and spans us inside because love is so beautiful in that. So I just wanted to share that with you right away. That no, did you want to? share Yeah, gosh, that was
1: amazing, Rod. I. Wow. That <laughs> blew me away. That's so true. Oh, thank you. Yeah.
2: Like I was saying something that wasn't true?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say to know that any difficulties that come up, whether it's loneliness, depression, worry, fear, the, all of those things are very normal. And it reminds me of that saying that just before sunrise – is a dark night every day.
2: Right? right? Absolutely. Every
1: day there's always light and and something beautiful and, and positive to come. And and being in that fresh space, you know, emotions can be raw. You can f- be feeling very vulnerable, and it's a great time to do a lot of reflection and introspection, journaling, meditating, Really connecting with your soul, connecting with your your desires and reflecting on what it is that you really want in this world and giving yourself a huge pat on the back that you had the courage to leave the situation that did not resonate anymore. That takes so much courage. There are tons of people in this world who are not doing that because it takes so much courage and and so you believed in yourself enough to leave that situation and you are to be commended for that and, and to really honor and commend yourself.
2: Well, that was beautiful too. Wow. We make a great team here. (laughs) uh, Cindy, go ahead.
0: Well, I just want to say that, um, no matter what the situation and what you're feeling and how you're feeling, it is what it is for that moment. And you will supersede that moment. If you, um, acknowledge it and know that once again, um, this is part of your contract and go, okay, you know what? I'm done. I'm ready to move on. No matter what the next step is, I know I'm going to conquer that because it's going to the direction that I am supposed to be, you know, going to. Um, Rod was just whispering to me, throw in some colors, throw in some colors, yes. Wear some bright, fun colors and <laughs> make it a happy day.
2: <laughs> so what colors would look good on Dana then for, for his joy?
0: All right. Well, Dana has pretty blue, icy blue eyes uh, uh, like the sky, let's say um and brown hair so and fair skin so i'm gonna say he's probably more of a summer let me see your palms yes i'm gonna say he's a summer season so therefore pastels um kind of has some some pastels but more um like uh, summer orange or summer yellow or some uh, think of the summer type. What you think would be summer colors? Uh, spring green, like the lime green, you know, things like that. Which is perfect. Wear your joy.
2: Thank you very much. Well, one more one more question. That uh, you're not from Arizona, right? You're not from Phoenix right now. I am not. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. So how's the heat here doing? Treating you? It's a hundred. It's 118 today. So it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. <laughs> Add a little water to it, right? Thanks, Dana. That was awesome. Thank you, Thank you very much. That was great. Uh, who else do we got? Yes, come on up here, dear. Absolutely. So I love these questions. It's really awesome. And uh, I even forgot what Dana's question was when I was yapping. Uh, I started channeling something, and I didn't even know what I said. So I was like, wow, that was cool. Well, hello. Who are you?
1: Hi, my name is Teresa.
2: Hi, Teresa. Hi. All right. <laughs> Hi, um, when, when Mike was talking... And Cindy was talking, Uh, it, you know, struck me as, yeah, my number is a nine also. And I feel like I've gone through a lot of life lessons. Now I want to know how can I negotiate what I have left to do
1: or rewrite my contract.
2: Oh, that's beautiful, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Courtney, please.
1: There is a beautiful, beautiful activity that you can do where it Well, it might seem a little strange, but where you write your funeral speech, where you imagine that you're at the end of your life, a good, long, healthy, happy life, right? You're at the end of your life and, and imagine that you write your own funeral speech where you reflect on, well, what did you do in that life or how did you give or help others or what did you accomplish? What are your friends and family going to say about you? And some of it might be things you've already done. But in this case, it would be reflecting on things that you have not yet done that you really want to. I it, it mean, it kind of reminds me of when people make a bucket list. But usually bucket lists are about having fun and, you know, I really want to go see the the um, northern lights in Iceland before I die. Not necessarily that kind of thing, but you can include those things. It's really about what contribution do you feel you still have to make and, and, and to do this, if you're going to write this funeral speech to do it in a, I would say very thoughtful, prayerful, meditative state where maybe you give yourself some nice quiet time, dim the lights, light a candle, play nice music, really, really connect with, with what feels right. And just right away, see what comes. You'll probably be surprised by the answers that come
2: absolutely oh,
0: that's very interesting I never even thought of doing something
2: like that so you understand that you you got a f- canvas, canvas right now right, right. you oh, can yes. you can paint whatever you want right so what pictures do you want to paint what do you want to see happen to you in the future what do you want what do you want you know it's it's. I believe what Courtney says that is that we can set our tone now it's like we're setting our affetaff of this is what we did this is where we're going and that but you're at the point in your life where you can decide what you want, honey. You know.
1: Thank you. That's, uh, that's like giving
0: permission too.
2: <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly. And that's what yeah. it is. Is that You have, because you know you're done with your contracts on these contracts. Now, everybody's in, in your life because you allow them to be in your life. That's the only, thing they're, the only reason they're there, because you allow them. And you have to remember that because you're in charge of your life. And when you're in charge of your life, you allow people to be in your life. You can't be egotistical about it, and then say like, "You're in my life because I want you to be." <laughs> you can set my chair. You could, you could do this. You go get me my ice cream. You can't, can't, can't <laughs> see that, dear. You, you can't be egotistical about it. It's like you still have to be joyful, and it has to be a good for all. Okay, and you have to remember that. As soon as you bring anger or or meanness into a relationship, or into this contract, and that. The contracts washed because contracts aren't made on anger or, or emotions. They are made on joy and, and, and uh, pleasure and uh, passion. Uh, so it, it's beautiful. That uh, Cindy, what color should she be wearing for this beautiful new life that she's got?
0: Oh, that's a good question, Monsieur um, Palm. Okay, looks like she's got a little bit of golden undertone. She's uh, uh, a tan color skin, but yet kind of fair, Uh, a little bit of an auburn hair, and is it brown eyes or hazel eyes, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Not sure what that was. I I go with hazel. (laughs) Well, yeah, maybe they can change. change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to definitely say you could be more of like um, a fall type season. Do you believe that you look good in um, like say fall colors? You know, your um, your burnt orange, your your mustard yellows. Uh huh, yes, look I at your my, tattoo. My <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would say that you would favor the typical type fall colors, you know, the avocado green and um, brown. So All right. yeah, Thank there you. you go. Wear some uh, some of the lighter of those, like the golden yellow and the and the beautiful orange? All right, all yeah. right, thank you very much. And I'm glad you're part of me, like <laughs> the night, the uh, Life Path 9. Don't we have quite the honor here? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I love that. What was 9 again? Is it endings? Is that one of them. One of them? That, but isn't it, 9s are everything and nothing at all, right? Well, it is. That's Pretty much, you know, yeah. because Because, well, we're made up of atoms, which is 99.9% empty. You know, so we're everything and nothing at all in that 99% night
3: empty. Mm -hmm. So one of the things as we, you know, as we, as I'm listening to everybody contribute at this point, uh, thinking about, uh, I wanted to ask Courtney, uh, is there, are there, is there a specific archangel that helps with contracts or knowing about all of your lifetimes? And I mean, the the name Metatron comes to me, but I don't know what else, what other um, archangels really help us with understanding our soul contracts, getting in touch with them, and I mean so that we really know and helping to to shape them in a certain way that we're that we're staying in divine purpose. Mm,
1: I love that question. Archangel Metatron definitely can help with understanding your soul contracts. He is the archangel that assists with the Akashic records, the records of really Everything that's ever happened to you in any time, space, or dimension, any lifetime, and and really anything that's ever happened anywhere in any time, space, or dimension. And he can help you understand your contracts. And Archangel Metatron can help you really honor what you need in a situation. He helps you honor your sensitivity or, you know when you're reflecting, do I want to renegotiate this contract or not? What's for my highest good? He he can really help you. Also, Archangel Raziel is the angel of universal secrets and spiritual mysteries. And he can also help you understand your sacred contract's and, and help you on that spiritual level to understand, well, you know, why is this difficult person in my life? And why did I sign up for this? Why in the world would I agree to a lifetime of being abused? You know, and what did I get out of that? You know, he'll really help you have those perspectives and, and shift from any victim mindset to more of that victor mindset of, you know, okay, th- this has all been purposeful and, and I did learn from this experience and Archangel Michael, angel of courage and strength and protection, he can help you when you're ready to let go of a contract or to just honor. Yes, honor that it's been fulfilled, that you have, you're have you done with that contract. He can bring in his energetic sword of light and, and just that energy of cutting through fear and kind of cutting through anything that's not serving a purpose and, and clear that contract When I work with clients in a hypnosis state to renegotiate their contracts, usually they'll take time to look at the contract. And and you can do this, you know, whether you're in a meditative state or just closing your eyes. You call on a contract. Just imagine it being right there with you. and, And look at what is on that contract. Look if there's anything that still needs to be fulfilled. And you can renegotiate it, rewrite it. You can just say it's done, you know, right the word "fulfilled" across it, even if it's just in in your imagination. right "fulfilled," and you can imagine ripping it up. You can hand it over to Archangel Michael. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things that can be done, but in general, Archangel Michael is going to help you with with making those changes.
3: You remind me of a time that I was working with a uh, a hypnotherapist that we both know, Linda Bennett our teacher, actually, mm-hmm. and she was helping me to, to work with a, say, you know, a sacred contract where I I can't remember exactly what it was about, but it was about perhaps sometime in some past lifetime that I agreed to suffer in relationships or something like that, and she says, you know what, I think that's over and done. why don't I can't remember what we did, but we kind of got a physical piece of paper, and she got parchment out and wrote out some things just like you were talking about, and she says, let's take it outside, and when I get done with writing out, this is done, this is done, this is done, she says, Let's take it outside and burn it and we actually did that we, we burned it and it was just like we had a little ceremony around that but it and within the you know and within a year I was you know as part of the whole process of healing about being uh, being ready to move into relationships that i you know that I got rid of that old contract of whatever it was about relationships and was able to move into a really beautiful relationship, so that's really nice. So you remind me of that. Aww.
1: Aww. <laughs> See, it works, right? Like, it, it works. We're not just talking about some like really far fetched spiritual concept. I mean, this is practical, real life stuff. When you change your contracts, your life changes.
2: Oh, absolutely. The the uh, that's you're absolutely right. I love that. I, I do have one really quick question. We'll get back to the contract thing. Uh, uh, Metatron was a human, right?
1: Yes. It, Metatron was the prophet Enoch.
2: All right, was mm-hmm. the prophet Enoch? Okay, mm-hmm. good.
1: Yeah, there's only two archangels that yeah, lived right. as human: Archangel Metatron and Archangel Sandalphon. Mm-hmm. Sandalphon—that's
2: the other one. Yes, mm-hmm. that they had humans, and they were allowed to become archangels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Metatron was a scribe for, for God. Yes, and, yes, he was one that actually kept track of everything, like you said. and uh, the other one—I can't ever pronounce the name. that.
1: Archangel Sandalphon.
2: Sandalphon, yes. And that, what was, what was his, what did he do?
1: You know what, that is not coming to me right now. Okay. But we'll get back to yeah, that. we'll have to get back to that. But as an archangel, Archangel Sandalphon is very involved with music, and and the arts, musicality. He really helps musicians, and he also just brings this sense of lightness and fun and flow. Just like, you know, when you're listening to music, you're kind of jamming out to a good song. He, he brings that sense of flow Absolutely,
2: into your life. Absolutely, human, As a human, human bring the balance of music within. And, and, and trying to make a life more uh, of a dance instead of a, a wrestling match.
1: Yes, beautifully said. Yeah, we'll have to see what he did as a human. <laughs>
2: yes, exactly. <laughs> so I, I love that. I love that the, the aspect of those both and the contracts. Of that. Um, I think we have another person that wants to ask a question here. Yeah. Here he comes up here. That's, he's wearing an Abraham Lincoln t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> with Sunglasses. With sunglasses. <laughs> Cheap sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that, Hello, sir. Hello. And your name is? Joe. Hi, Joe. How are you doing today? Good. Yourself? Fantastic. Um, Joe, will you have a question for us? Well, about ready to embark on a new adventure. I'm um, going to be semi-retired pretty soon. I'm going to be moving out of state. And real simple, what would be my life's purpose now? Oh, that was an easy one for me. It just jumped right out. In that now here is Joe teaching. Joe, you've been you've been uh, gathering all this information and you've been gathering all this stuff. And that is the first thing that came to me is that you know your beautiful wife she. Creates and holds a lot of knowledge and helps you with the, your, the knowledge. You can spill it out. I mean, you have this gift in that and that, it's all around you. that, that you hold this knowledge inside you and it needs to come out. That, and there's a balance that you two have. And I'm so proud of you guys. Are you going to be living in the trees in a in a in a, a, a house in the trees or something? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> oh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> this is what my wife said. Not yet. Okay. Well, that's beautiful. I mean, I. Your life purpose is is to, the knowledge that you carry around is to share. And it's really interesting is that we brought up Metatron, and that is we are life angels, you know, and and physical angels here and that. And we, the teachers and the prophets and the people that go out and teach in that are like Metatron that in, in a higher sense, is we're the ones that now get to share the gifts that we have, just like Metatron did, as a human gets to go up. And, that, and that's the place that you are in right now, is that you get to go out and share this beautiful knowledge that you have, that you've created, and that you've been around all this wonderful knowledge. Semi-retired, that's awesome. I mean, you're too young for that, but the thing is, is that you're not. You're going to be busier now than you ever have been. Because you're still going to be learning. You're not just teaching. You're going to be learning even more. And that, And I love this. I mean, Joe, it's just beautiful. Can see so much greatness for you, man. I'm honored to have you here. Thank you. Absolutely.
0: I would like to chime in and say that your energies are really divine. They're very beautiful. They're, uh, they got a sense of uh, strength behind them, but very, very beautiful. And I uh, agree with Rod and a lot of the teachings, but I also see and hope and wish that you, wherever you go, that you can start up um, a, a Reiki shares and share that energy that you have within you and your beautiful wife. It's so beautiful because you don't see it too often, you know, husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend or, you know, partners working together in spirituality and supporting each other. And I think it's a great duality that you, you two could offer, you know, so many people. Because she's got beautiful energies too. Yeah,
2: it's the synchronicities of it. Mm-hmm. It's like Absolutely. what's like Cindy and I working together in that. It's mm-hmm. it's beautiful, and you guys got that. There's not a lot of people out there that can muster that synchronicity in that. Exactly. And you guys you guys are beautiful. And and one more thing before Courtney, I'm sorry, dear, is that uh, it's it's going to be northern and it's going to be western, right? Where are you moving to? Out of state? How about Texas? <laughs> oh my. God. Gosh, are you serious? I didn't even, isn't that weird? <laughs> it was your
0: Texas we were
2: story. just talking about Texas today. For some reason, I said there's something about Texas today. Oh, area. oh no kidding. I, I still see you guys in brown trees and that, like northern. Then. But that's awesome, Texas. Woohoo! Good for you.
0: Yeah, should be yeah, fun. We're, we're
2: invited, right? Of course. All right, good. good.
0: And you're going to cook for us again, right? He's an oh, awesome yeah. cook, oh, by the way. Oh, my gosh, he's a great he's cook. He's beautiful. He always makes our meals.
1: And I just want to chime in as well that everything that has been said feels so right on. I've told Joe in the past, I hope it's okay to say, that that you I have seen you teaching and sharing your healing gifts with many people and, and doing that together with your beautiful wife. And another thing I was hearing for you in this moment was the next part of your purpose is very much to tune into your heart and the present moment. You ask moment by moment, what is for my highest good today? What is next for my highest good? Just, you know, really tune in, follow your heart, live in the present moment, and you're going to be guided to do this teaching, but it'll happen moment by moment, step by step.
2: It's amazing, amazing. Uh, As we were talking about uh, life purposes and everything else, I watched you grow, you know, in many different aspects, and, and I'm just honored that you're, you're, that I got to see this, and that uh, from the first day of walking into a Reiki class, going, "Hey, uh, we didn't sign up. Can we be here?" <laughs> <laughs> so, absolutely, <laughs> you remember that. I mean, to to the qu- wonderful questions that you asked as you grew up and, and grew, it's, it's awesome to watch you guys and emerge and, and the beauty that you guys are emerging into. And, and I'm I'm going to be sad to see you go, but now it gives me a, a place to go and visit you too. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, we're, we're there for you. Okay. We'll maybe come down there and do a podcast down there too. <laughs> <That'd be fun. laughs> that would be a blast, wouldn't it? Absolutely. That's thank you, Joe. Think, have a yeah. great day. Zach's doing the little finger thing. That means wrap it up and that, uh, yeah, he always loves how long it takes us to wrap up. So I think he's asking <laughs> us to wrap up sooner and sooner. And I don't know that,
3: uh, what it is. Uh, Mike,
2: what do you got coming up here?
3: Well, I've got coming up, um, some teaching in August uh, here at Beyond Today with you and Cindy. And, yep, we're doing the Karuna Reiki Master Class, and the prerequisite for that is the Karuna 1 and 2. And uh, so it's very exciting to have that coming up uh, later this summer. I did want to mention as part of a wrap-up of our discussion, if if um, anybody's interested in, in reading more about sacred contracts, too, there's a, a book by Carolyn Mace, and her last name is spelled M Y S S. And it's pronounced mace, but she does. She writes about it, and I'm sure there's others out there. But that was a good resource, and I know that um, at the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts, that our uh, Courtney, a friend of Courtney and 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 me, uh, Linda Bennett, also teaches a course on sacred contracts. So it's, uh, there, there's places out there, there's resources for you. But you are your you you are your own resource on this. You're your greatest resource is in the sense of tuning in. Because the heart knows uh, what our purpose really is, and I think what you had to say, Rod, about passion, and uh, Courtney about joy, and hearing about you know Cindy's passions and how she's fulfilling her her life purpose, you know, we can. I hope we could all hear tonight a sense of uh, a spark of oh, I really want to tune in. I want to I want to follow my passions and joys. So, uh, yes, I. Zach is saying yeah, keep it short Mike keep it short but uh, that it's it's an important topic and if you're listening tonight perhaps there is a reason you're hearing this tonight saying that your divine blueprint is there waiting for you to to get in touch with oh absolutely beautiful I, I love
2: that Mike That's. Uh, um I have a divine purpose and so do you. And so I love to act upon it. And so anyway, so that's awesome. Uh, I, I wanted to do Mike to do some more teaching here and that, that beyond today, but he's traveling so much, you know, so, uh, we, we'd like to have him here more often than that. So, um, thank you very much, Mike. Uh, Courtney, what do you got coming up here?
1: I have my monthly angel meditation club which is amazing and fun, and you can attend worldwide via live stream or in person in Phoenix, Arizona. Each month, we focus on a different archangel and different topic related to your life purpose, such as confidence or joy or having fun or abundance, money, all kinds of different topics. And you can check that out at CourtneyLongAngels.com forward slash AMC for Angel Meditation Club. AMC. I like that. AMC. And on my website, I should say, too, I always have a free gift. Every month it changes. Usually it's a meditation, a short meditation audio, sometimes a educational PDF, all kinds of good stuff. So you can check that out at CourtneyLongAngels.com.
2: Yeah, I get her free gifts every month. Because <laughs> I go on there and get them. They're awesome. Thank you, Courtney, for being here. And I, I really enjoy it. Can you come back next? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm so glad I could clear my schedule and be oh, here tonight. I'm
2: so happy that you could too. Uh, we, we want you back on again, honey. We want you to do this again because yes, I just yes, it was yes, an yes. honor to have you. Oh,
1: here. thank you. I'm I'm honored, and I'm so enjoying this. I would love to come back. Thank
2: you. Fantastic, thank you. Cindy. What do you got coming up?
0: Um, yes, I first want to reflect one more thing on our topic tonight. It was really a great topic. Uh, for the ones, for the people out there who are on the outside looking in at people who are, say, stuck in this pattern or stuck in their ways um, of their of their particular contract and they, you know, have this repetitive situation and they haven't figured out how to get out of it, for us that see that in, in other people and, and can feel it and them crying out, all we can do on the outside is just send them compassion and love and, um, and you know, send it to the universe to help you know, them to maybe have that spark and light within them, uh, that moment to go, you know what, I am done. So I just wanted to just add that, that us on the outside looking at someone else who's, you know, in that suffering pain of some sort to send them the compassion and love. I have a color class coming up July 9th. Um, It's going to be very fun. It's a color therapy class from 10 to 5. We'll be talking about the colors from uh, past, where they come from, the cosmos, um talk incorporating it with uh energy works you have to be a a reiki practitioner at least one too so you understand the energies where it comes from and how to work with it and then we're going to add the color to it and it's going to just be very delightful very hands-on and very fun thank you
2: well, awesome. I just love having you guys here. And that is, this is what I, one of my passions, you know, is it's get to be around wonderful, beautiful people like you guys and, and everybody out there. Thank you very much for coming. Um, we'd like to thank Zach Lyman. He's, uh,
1: thank you, Zach.
2: Thank you, Zach.
1: Thank you, Zach. Ooh.
2: He's, uh, he's our, our producer. He, he does all the little work for us to get us on podcasts and get, to get us out there on the, in the airwaves and that, uh. Uh he's a pretty amazing kid. Uh you can reach him at Beyond today if you need or want your own podcast. He's pretty good with social mo- uh uh social marketing and social media. Uh he's he's an amazing person to uh to get a hold of. Um we myself, uh, we had just a wonderful uh, uh blue star class. Uh it was a great intuitive class uh last a couple weekends ago, and that so uh, we're gonna move on to. We got some wonderful, I get to teach with Mike doing Karuna and get to teach with Cindy doing Karuna. I'm actually helping Cindy also with their color class so that uh, I get to hold the colors up. So, um, she's, she's, uh, uh, Pretty amazing. It's going to be all that beyond today here at 11223 uh, North 28th Drive, Suite F101, Phoenix, Arizona. If you need to call us that for anything or even want to sponsor the, a podcast that, like Courtney did tonight and in the last podcast, she sponsored the last two podcasts then, you can call us at 602 374 4926. That was 602 374 4926. And as always, at the end of each podcast, we always say goodnight to each other. Good night, Cindy.
1: Good night, Archangels.
0: <laughs> good night,
2: Courtney.
1: Good, good night, Rod. Good night, Cindy. Good night, Mike. Good night, Earth Angel.
2: Good night, world. Oh, good night, John Boy. <laughs> good night, Marianne. Everybody yeah, have a good night. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Bye.